Hello everyone. Welcome to our channel Microfinance. Today we will discuss about the financial inclusion. Financial inclusion is defined as the process of ensuring access to appropriate financial products and services needed by all sections of the society, in general and vulnerable groups such as weaker sections and low-income groups in particular at an affordable cost in a fair and transparent manner by mainstream institutional players. Or Financial inclusion means that individuals and businesses have access to useful and affordable financial products and services that meet their needs like transactions, payments, savings, credit and insurance, delivered in a responsible and sustainable way. Financial inclusion evolved to provide financial services to low-income people that can positively influence their personal financial health. As a layman, we can understand that the financial inclusion has two terms, financial and inclusion. It means involvement of financial services to financial excluded person. Financial inclusion can be understood as an important cornerstone of economic development. A research conducted on financial inclusion reveals that, for improving the financial condition of economically weaker sections of society, initiatives towards financial inclusion are indispensable. It includes a wide variety of activities like, savings and insurance is not limited to extension of credit facilities. From mid-1970 to early 2000, the successful concept of microcredit was evolved by eminent Muhammad Yunus, who won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2006. This concept have saving and credit through SHG model. In India this unique concept of microcredit was adopted by NABARD, and a wonderful story of microfinance were created. Microfinance institutions provide credit to new banked people. This concept reflected the growing understanding that poor-slash-low-income people wanted more financial services than credit, like saving and financial literacy, because saving and financial literacy can reduce the over-debt on family and can grow in sustainable way. This demand turned around the evolution of financial inclusion in early 2010. Financial inclusion was about encouraging financial players like banks, microfinance institutions, insurers, government pension programs to invest and connecting them with each other, and to non-financial players to scale up the bigger and faster outreach than specialized providers. See Rangrajan Committee, 2008, a committee on financial inclusion, has defined financial inclusion as the process of ensuring access to financial services and timely and adequate credit where needed by vulnerable groups such as weaker sections and low-income groups at an affordable cost. However, K.C. Chakrabarti, 2012, Deputy Governor, Reserve Bank of India, RBI, has defined that financial inclusion is the process of ensuring access to appropriate financial products and services needed by all members of the society in general and vulnerable groups in particular at an affordable cost in a fair and transparent manner by mainstream institutional players the quality and extent of financial inclusion mainly depends on ensuring delivery of affordable financial services viz simple savings loans access of payment and remittance facilities and insurance products by the formal financial system to those who tend to be excluded.
Our today's episode is over. In the next episode, we will describe the different approaches for financial inclusion. So, stay tuned with us. Hello everyone, welcome to our channel Microfinance. In the previous episode we discussed about the financial inclusion. Today, we will tell you about the approaches for financial inclusion. So, let's get started. Households need access to finance for many purposes such as taking money for emergency funds, retirement, hedge against unexpected situations, and insurable contingencies. Household also needs access to credit for livelihood creation, living accommodations, consumption and their emergencies. Finally households require financial services to access a wide range of saving and investment products for wealth creation but it is all depends upon their level of financial literacy and surplus. So each household needed financial access for contingency planning, credit and wealth creation at affordable and sustainable manner. First of all before explaining the approaches of financial inclusion, we must need to understand that why the mass population is excluded from financial services. There are several reasons regarding this. Lack of knowledge about financial product. Transparency in product and system. Reliability of product and system. Affordability of product, high transaction cost. Requisite documentation. Remoteness of service provider. Lack of surplus income. So. Financial inclusion is not just about access to financial product, but for both savings and borrowings. It is also a safe, easy and low-cost access to a cash flow management system and payment system. Committee on Financial Inclusion, Chairman, Dr. C. Rangarajan at RBI in 2008 defined the financial inclusion as the process of ensuring access to financial services, timely and adequate credit for vulnerable groups such as weaker sections and low-income groups at an affordable cost. The Committee on Medium-Term Path to Financial Inclusion, Chairman, Sri Deepak Mohanty at RBI in 2015, has set the vision for financial inclusion as convenient access to a basket of basic formal financial products and services that should include savings, remittance, credit, government-supported insurance, and pension products to small and marginal farmers and low-income households at reasonable cost, with adequate protection progressively supplemented by social cash transfers, besides increasing the access of small and marginal enterprises to formal finance with a greater reliance on technology, to cut costs and improve service delivery. Cash flow is the mainstream of financial service. So for easy and frequent access, poor, who work as agricultural and unskilled or semi-skilled day-wage laborers, and low-salaried workers, were dependent on money lender, and those money lenders were charging high interests on them. It was a big challenge in front of government, to make an affordable Chanel for easy access of finance to poor and new bankable people. So different approaches adopted by government with the help of private players are Government initiatives Bank-led initiatives, product-led approaches, regulator-led approaches, knowledge-based approach, technology-based approach. Here was the today's episode. In the next episode we will explain the different approaches for financial inclusion. Hello everyone, 
Welcome to our channel Microfinance. In the previous episode we discussed about the financial inclusion. Today, we will explain the different approaches for financial inclusion in India. So, let's get started. Before proceeding to the approaches taken in India, we would like to tell you the approaches adopted by the government with the help of private players. These approaches are Number 1. Government Initiatives Number 2. The Bank-led Initiatives Number 3. Product-led Approaches Number 4. Regulator-led Approaches Number 5. Knowledge-based Approach Number 6. Technology-based Approach First approach by the government to take a positive step with help private and public institutions was to create confidence and faith between rural and low-income people against bank and banking systems. The government takes some progressive steps to regulate all institutions running in India on different services like banking system governed by RBI, insurance industries governed by IDA, pension services regulate by FRIDA, and others. The government formed a unique development financial institution, National Bank for Agriculture and Rural Development, NABARD, and was approved by the parliament through Act 61 of 1981 with a mission promote sustainable and equitable agriculture and rural development through participative financial and non-financial interventions, innovations, technology and institutional development for securing prosperity. NABARD came into existence on 12 July 1982, by transferring the agricultural credit functions of RBI and refinance functions of that time of Agricultural Refinance and Development Corporation. ARDC. NABARD is fully owned by the Government of India. NABARD makes an important role to adopt the SHG concept and support them financially to improve the financial and social stability. So, both government and political initiative made successful step towards financial inclusion in India. Next approach is bank-led approach. Under this approach, firstly we will talk about self-help group. Bank Linkage Program which is also known as SLBP. Self-Help Group, Bank-Led Initiative, SLBP, the SLBP or Self-Help Group, Bank Linkage Program has been the major institutional-based innovation in India, for enabling access and covering the gap of reaching a financially excluded population of the country. In this model, the banks involve themselves with a group of local people with the idea of enabling them to pool up their savings. The same is deposited with the bank against which the bank also provides a certain amount of credit facility. The group decides on whether to lend money to any member of the group or not. The bank provides the framework, accounting services, and support to the group to manage their deposits and lending. Thus, the model has an approach of savings first, lending later. Secondly, we will talk about business facilitators also known as BFs or business correspondents also known as BCs. Business facilitators, BFs slash business correspondents, BCs, the BC slash BF model is a model based on information and communication technology, ICT. In this model, BC slash BFs are technologically empowered by the banks as a mediator to provide the last-mile delivery of banking and other financial services like opening account, saving, withdraw and remittance. 
regulatory support and innovative technologies make this model success, and now this model is bridging the connectivity gap between the underserved public, remote people and the banks. Thirdly, we will talk about regulatory approaches. Under this, we will explain the simplified KYC norms, simplified bank saving account opening, and bank branch authorization. Simplified KYC norms Under current KYC norms, a customer has to provide several documents for opening an account as per RBI guidelines. This step, encourage the rural banking to meet the objective of financial inclusion. RBI has relaxed several norms for rural banking and helped the bank to design different product for unbanked or excluded person. Simplified Bank Saving Account Opening The account opening form has been simplified to ease the opening of account by the poorer sections, street hawkers and other migratory laborers of the society. Bank Branch Authorization RBI has permitted banks to open branches in tier 3 to 6 cities towns, or villages. This would enable the government, regulator and the banks to speed up the drive for financial inclusion. Our next approach is technology-based approach. Under this approach, we will talk about mobile banking, ATM-based banking, branchless banking, and Aadhaar-enabled payment services. Mobile banking, one of the most remarkable developments in terms of innovation to support the full power of technology. The banks have tied up with mobile operators and wallets to provide financial services like bill and utility payments, funds transfer, ticket booking, shopping, etc. Some examples of this model are Paytm and Airtel Money. ATM-based banking In some states, the state government has taken initiatives for providing a kiosk-based model for access to financial services. Also, banks have used the technology to enable their ATMs to virtually act like 24 by 7 branches like Oxygen and Fino. Branchless Banking Some of the leading banks have come up with this concept, where there would be an online system with chat facility assisting the person to make use of various electronic machines, for depositing and withdrawing cash and checks. However, this initiative is in a very initial stage and has a limitation in terms of the initial cost for banks and literacy-slash-knowledge for the rural population and hence this concept is currently limited to urban and semi-urban areas. Aadhaar-enabled payment services In this system, any Indian citizen having an Aadhaar number updates his account with the same. All accounts having Aadhaar number updated are to be reported to RBI, which in turn reports it to various government departments. While making payments to people for working under initiatives like Nirega or various subsidy schemes, the departments use this information for directly crediting the money to the beneficiary's account. This not only reduces the delay in the benefits being received by the end user, but also reduces the chances of corruption in the distribution of the benefits under schemes. Also, the unique biometric identification data stored in the Aadhaar database is expected to empower a bank customer to use Aadhaar as his slash her identity to access various financial services. A pilot scheme in four districts of Jharkhand state was being carried out, under which Munerega wages to laborers were credited to their Aadhaar-enabled bank accounts. Our next approach is 
knowledge-based approach. Financial education, financial stability and financial inclusion are three strategic elements to enable unbanked people and financial services network. Financial inclusion works from the supply side, and financial education feed from the demand side. Financial education needs to promote awareness between the people to easily access the different financial services and channel. Here was the today's episode. Our episodes on microfinance are over. In next episode, we will talk about the self-help group which is also known as SHGs.